0: hello my friends welcome to the divine your life podcast my mission in this podcast in this life in my job is to help align the mind and body with deep healing so you can access your truth and your power and divine your life i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you do please share like comment review all the things i appreciate you so much and let's dive right in Hey, Divine Your Life fan! Welcome to this week's episode with beautiful guest interview with Nikki Stout. We are diving deep into the fads, the facades, the misconception, the lies around the fitness industry, and how to harness your inner why and use that as motivation to change and transform our body on a physical, emotional, and spiritual level. Nikki Stout is the co-founder of Warrior Babe, a women's online fitness coaching program that's helped over 10,000 women achieve their goals. She talks all about mindset, methodology, and tactics that will help you lose body fat, build muscle, but also be strong and insanely confident, which is what we are all after as women. I'm so excited for this episode. Before we dive in, I have a special offer for podcast listeners only. This week only, if you're listening to this episode, I want to offer you something really special and I want to offer it without any strings attached, without any hidden motivations or sales tactics. I want to offer you a free, powerful coaching session with me. I want to lean into this community. If you guys are coming on every week or even sporadically and listening to the podcast, listening to these episodes, spending your time with me, I want to give back. It means the world to me. All you have to do is like and rate this episode. Show me that you did. Show me that you're an active listener. Let me know what you love about it. Slide into my Instagram DMs at Ann B-R-I-T-L-E-Y-A-N-N send me a screenshot of your review and you get a free powerful coaching session with me. Again, no strings attached. I want to know your biggest block, your biggest obstacle, the thing that is taking you away and out of your day and out of your purpose and realign you to your innate power within, remind you how powerful and worthy you are and just eliminate the block, eliminate the limitations and get you into that liberation state of peace, bliss, and receptivity. That is only available here. If you're listening, slide in, let me know. I would love to pour into you in this way. With all of that being said, I hope you take advantage of that offer. I hope you enjoy this episode. Nikki is absolutely amazing. We go straight to it. We're blunt. We're honest. We're real. Nothing else on this podcast, right, my friends? Enjoy this episode. I'll see you in the DMs after and let us know what you loved about this episode. Here we go, baby girl. I'm so excited. I'm so (laughs) looking forward to this interview since the first time we had on the calendar, which I think we've moved it like three times since because busy schedules, but it's here. It's in divine timing. I know this is going to be so impactful, so important for all the listeners. So thank you for gracing us with your beautiful presence for the next hour. We're so excited to have you.
1: Of course, beautiful. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we're starting off every podcast with a moment of gratitude. It invites the listeners to stop, pause, get into a feeling and sensation of something that they are grateful for. So what is one thing you're leaning in and grateful for today?
1: Oh man, this is the second time I've been asked this today. Let's go. I love it. Same one. <laughs> yes. Um, I am so grateful for impact and for my ability to positively impact human beings on this earth.
0: Oh, I love that. Well, I am such a huge fan of yours, and we'll get into why specifically I wanted to have you on this podcast primarily because you're amazing, but you're also such an embodiment of this work. And you dig deeper into the fitness space about really finding your clients, why and purpose. And ever since the moment I followed you, it's just felt so genuine and beautiful. So, so excited to have you on. We're going to do what we always do, which is just jump right into the most controversial, deep loaded question, and then we'll roll from there and let it flow. <laughs> sounds well, good. good. It sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, okay, babe. So one thing that I love about you. your page more than anything is this fearlessness you have to be somewhat controversial i guess you could call it in honor of your truth but also the extensive knowledge and expertise that you have in all these areas over the years and one thing you do really well is debunk and shine light on so many misconceptions and adopted strategies to lose weight and you know, fasting fads, workouts. And I want to ask you, what is one of the biggest lies we are fed as consumers about weight loss and health in general that you want to speak to and clarify?
1: Oh my gosh, I can only pick one. (laughs) Well, the first one and then we'll roll with it. (laughs) (laughs) um well I think the first thing that comes to mind uh that I want to just debunk and just like toss up as a myth is because I'm just so big in building muscle and believing that muscle is the organ of longevity and so many women have been fed to eat less and do more cardio as you just shared and alluded to that I just boldly speak to like oh that just being bs Um, But again, it's not fault to them. It's just the things that they have been grown up with and the marketing and all like Denny Craig and Weight Watchers and all that jazz. But like a lot of women think that in order to get the type of body they want, being more toned, having more aesthetic figure is to eat less and do more cardio. And it's so much further than, it's so much opposite than that. Like that is not the truth anymore. And I think it's slowly becoming more apparent in the industry, but I am all big about like build the muscle, add more muscle, eat more food in order to um, in order to fuel that process happening within our body. And one thing I just wanna let women know is like, you're not gonna get fat by eating more food, right? Like in order to have that goal that you want of building more muscle, food, muscle is, is a um, active muscle within our body and it needs energy to grow and to be established and built. And in order to get the energy, energy comes from the food. So we need to feel our body and we need to build more muscle. And I believe so strongly that muscle is the organ of longevity. It's a quote by uh, Dr. Gabrielle Lyons and she promotes all of her platforms. So that's one big thing that to debunk, you don't need to eat less. You don't need to do more cardio. If you want to build more muscle, you have to eat more food and you have to strength train and second thing is, is I told you, I can only, that's hard for me. That's to okay. one. Oh. The, second thing is, the second thing is, is that women think that we're going to get bulky if we do lift weights. And it's a big, scary thing that women, it's like, I've heard this. If I had a dollar for every time I heard this, I'd have like, you'd be paying for us to go to Hawaii right <laughs> Yes. I saw you were just there. Like beautiful. <laughs> (laughs) Um, so yeah, you know, women, we, we're not going to get bulky. We're not going to, I think women need to understand that muscle on a female body is so beautiful. It's so sexy. It's, it's a statement of strength Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just to wholeheartedly believe that side of things, reframe your mind around that side of things. And not so much that like, Oh, I'm going to get bulky. If I touch a weight, it's not going to happen like that. We don't have enough testosterone in our body, like men do, or the people that you see that are maybe taking testosterone. Like we don't have that naturally within our body in order to get huge and bulky like that. So don't be afraid, ladies, lift the weight, build the muscle, eat more food. Gold. See, I just like to just dive in. Let's
0: just go right there because this gives people such a beautiful sense of who you are. You're like, listen, I know the facts. And as a whole collectively over the whole course of history, we've done this beautiful pendulum swing where we go from like eating like depriving ourselves of food trying to look in the skinny figure body comparing ourselves to the magazines and all the things all the way to the other side in which we feel like we have to overdo it right and we have to find a way to build the muscle and we're it's like find the beautiful balance and it's mm-hmm. it's important for me to this is going to be one of those selfish episodes where I'm coming from a space of me trying to explore my own journey and finding that truth versus the myth and and just discerning the discernment of like what is real and what are we just getting fed and what are we just falling into <laughs> right mm, yeah that is juicy <laughs> yeah, you're like now we're talking <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. oh
0: i love that thank you for thank you for that and i do want to know how did you get into this space like you obviously come from such a deep passionate space when you're talking about this and what derived within you to be able to declare that yes this is my purpose to step out and help women understand this about themselves that we are powerful that we are meant to be strong that we are okay and permission to move our bodies to to get to know them in this different way and just yeah. Like live cause you're a living life on purpose. It's very obvious. Like, this is what you were made to do. This is what you are meant to do. Women want to be in your energy. So what was the catalyst to getting you here?
1: Yeah. You know, babe, that's such a good question. Um, I feel like, you know, you mentioned that I'm strong and bold and like I stand behind the things that I say on my social media And, you know, I wasn't always like that. If you scroll back to the beginning, it's like little shy Nikki, like, you know, I wasn't very vocal with my words. I wasn't very confident in my stance. And uh, it happened all back in like 2014 is really, really my whole life. I played sports. Like I was basketball was my jam, ran track, played field hockey, and I was a captain of all the teams. And like, I found my, I, that was me. Like myself was through sports. And then, you know, you get out of high school, you don't have the uh, accountability to be with your squad or your, your coaches. You don't, you're not shown to practice. And I just fell into this, like, who the hell am I? Like, and then I was in this relationship where I was engaged and like, I was so suppressed um, inside. Like, I didn't feel like I was being my actual true self throughout that whole period of my time. Now looking back at it, because now I'm fully in my stance and of who I am and I know who I am. Um, so it was like 2014 where I was like, I gotta, like, we were going through rocky patches here at the end of 2014, we caught off the engagement, but in 2014, I was like, I need to dabble back in the gym. I want to work out. But then I, like, I wasn't keeping it consistent and I was eating pizza, like every weekend, like five times a week. So it was like nothing. I didn't allow anything to stick to be consistent enough to see the results that I wanted, So at the end of 2014 into 2015, we call off the engagement. I was like that New Year's resolution baby, right? I was like, (laughs) this is it. This is my time. I'm showing up for me. Like nobody's getting in my way. Like uh, after all the weeks of like obviously pure uh, depression, like, you know, calling off that engagement was not the easiest thing to do. Once you think a path of your life is going to go one way and all of a sudden it just shambles and you're going to go this way. Um, So when that happened, um, got back into fitness for like a couple of months, but like, you know, was your Pinterest girl and was like looking at Pinterest and trying to find workouts to do. And like getting in the gym was scared, walk into the weight room because like, oh man, all these dudes are staring at me. Um, but you know, once I fully committed to a goal in that year, which was to compete my first bodybuilding show, um, I've since retired from bodybuilding, but during that year, it was like, it was all me. It was all focus on like, okay, Nikki, this is your time to just recreate yourself. This is your time to refine yourself. This is your time to, you know, take this, whatever is feeling on the inside that you feel like it's just so stuck and just so suppressed to just bring it out. And fitness did it for me. Fitness, again, like I said, the beginning, of my, in the early phases of my life, I found myself through that. I was loud, vocal, the captain. Then it was all suppressed. And then being able to commit to fitness in the right way of what I envisioned for myself for the future, was, which was having more muscle, building more muscle. And that, like I said, that strong statute in my body to be able to express how I truly feel on the inside, which is confident, strong, strong and bold, to have that in my reality on the outside, which is everything I'm living now. Fitness is truly, uh, the way that it came back to life for me. And I'm just so thankful and grateful to fitness. So that's the second thing I'm grateful for is fitness and working out and nutrition and all of the things that I fed myself in the last eight years. Um, and then that's just solely built to my strong demeanor, my, you know, bold statements, my like call it what it is, my like fiercely embracing who I am um through social media and that is that's a little bit of yeah how came about to now here 2023 living living on purpose like you said oh
0: I just got chills I love (laughs) I love everything about your story we have so many synchronicities too like I knew I loved you um I love to respect (laughs) the body like you call the body your statue it's like the respect you have for learning intimately discovering deeply how the body functions, how the body works, how it operates, how to maximize your own beautiful body. Like it's, it's falling in love with yourself all over again. And you mentioned this recreation phase. If anybody in the entire world is lucky enough to have it all stripped away and then be thrown into a blank pit of nothingness to recreate (laughs) yourself, I can attest, you can attest. It's one of the most beautiful places to be. I mean, again, I was had the house, the dog, you know, on the way to the engagement, all of the things ripped out from under me, moved to Denver, blank slate. And like that recreation period of like, whoa, if it was all stripped away, who would I be? How would I, I create my life from this space rather than the, all the ideals and expectations of me on the outside? So I love hearing that that's where all the women come from. Embodiment is like, well, trust me, I was at the, the pit end of the other direction, right? And I had to climb this ladder of consistency to get to where I am today. And you spoke on consistency. I'd love to like double click into that because obviously we all need to have a level of discipline and consistency to reach any results in any area of life. And I really do believe that consistency is the trust muscle we develop within ourselves for confidence, Mm. right? Mm. To achieve a goal, because without it, we don't see the evidence and our human analytical minds needs evidence for everything. And when we don't create the traction, we give up. So how do you coach your clients to be consistent? And what is one thing that if we were all more consistent in would change the way we felt both physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever you want to pick?
1: Oh, baby. Okay. Um, loaded so one. <laughs> I love these juicy questions. Yeah. So the first one is how I would coach people through consistency. The second one is like, what could you focus on being consistent in to yes. help you and, and women? Okay. So the first one, I would say that the thing that I really hone my, um my abilities to impact women on is my objective approach to coaching. So a lot of women will come to me looking for me to be their coach or even like our team of coaches that we have within Warrior Babe. And they obviously want to get to a goal, right? They have the, they're struggling. They want to lose weight. They want to lose body. They want to build more muscle. They want to feel good in their skin. And so I hold this vision for them here, for me personally, and then they're still here. So, and then they come sometimes to meetings or calls or check-ins with, All of these like stories and like limiting beliefs and like excuses and like things like they are just literally in their way. Mm -hmm. And so I'm somebody that's like, I'm not going to buy into the BS that I hear right now. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sink into these stories with you. I want to let you say them, but I'm going to hold an objective approach to my coaching with you. So I can stay up here and you can come up here with me. I'm not going to come down here with you. You're going to come up here with me. And so, I mean, that's a, that's a big thing to unpack right there, but that's my way of staying consistent because I'll say for them to stay consistent, I'll say things like, do you think that this is supporting you right now? Do you think that this is, ex- this excuse is, you know, going to hold you back from getting you your workout in today or getting to your nutrition over the next seven days? Or, you know, do you think that just because you're traveling right now that you can't pull out or pack bands with you or go on a hike or something like that? You mean, tell me you're going to take seven full days or 14 full days off of doing something active. Like these are all things. And these, that's when I can pull that out. And this is the thing, I'll question my, my, my babes, and then I'll make them come to this solution themselves. I won't try and be like, yo, you got to do this. You got to do that. And this is just like a, it's like a tear in headlights at that point. And like, they feel like I'm just intimidating. They can't come back to me Mm, um, to to express their emotions and how they're feeling. Um, So it just allows a communication level to happen. And when that happens and we can break through these things, then Cause it's really, it's really important to break through the mindset stuff first to be able to develop something that they can be consistent at, because if I can't break through the mindset, we're just going to stay here in this freaking cycle over and over and over again. As I break through that and now I'm like, okay, let's focus on 10 K steps this week. Let's focus on drinking our water this week. Let's focus on these small wins that you can be consistent at because those are going to compound over the next six, eight, nine, 12 months. And so what you do now being consistent now is going to reward you in months to come. It's not like we need to like try and change everything at a hundred right now. It's like, let's focus on uh, these small things that we can carry through and compound to results in the end. Now for women to focus on what to be consistent at, that's like your type of goal that you're going after. It's like, first of all, like I wouldn't I'm big on like helping women understand macronutrients. I think it's very important. However, it's not like something that I expect women to do for the rest of their life. I expect them I, I look at macros as a skill set that will serve them for the rest of their life. Mm. So when it comes to you just trying to eat better for your goals, it's like, okay, what's the number one thing that I know women struggle with? getting protein in. So let's just focus on staying consistent with your protein for the course of like seven to 14 days before we even introduce carbohydrates and fats. I don't care about those two macronutrients, just eat protein (laughs) because it's the catalyst to you seeing change within your body, to you building more muscle, to you feeling fuller longer. So we don't have these cravings where you want to eat sweets at the end of the night, all that stuff. So if I can get you consistent with that, I'm golden. If I can get you consistent with at least hitting, if you're going from no workouts to like, I'm not going to throw five days at you. I'm going to be like, hey, let's start at like three. Let's commit to three. Let's get consistent with three, and then we'll add four in. You know what? People don't like that because they're like, I want all the things right now because they want change so fast. And I'm like, that ain't how we're going to do it. So like, either you're on it or you're out. And that's that's so that's the feedback there with consistency. I know I'm I'm going to go off on a little rant. Oh, Come on God. with the rants! I love it. <laughs> I'm like, this is what
0: makes you a badass coach because you're like, I'm not going to give you the ten step program until you haven't even accomplished step two because you know what? Like from you my know. perspective, as as the coaching that I do, you can close your eyes and say you're a millionaire, and you can close your eyes and say you have a six pack, and your subconscious mind is like, bro, you've never hit six figures bro. You're 20 pounds overweight. <laughs> and I'm just being so real. Like we can't fight the 95% subconscious that rules and runs our life. I'm sorry. We just can't. And so instead of I'm trying to resist way way and fight, fight and overcome it in a quick fix, that's not sustainable. We are the type of coaches. You are the type of coach. It's like, baby girl, let's start small. Cause you start small. You start to create momentum. You build promises with yourself and you meet those promises. You're learning to build the real reason why you're here, which is this innate trust with yourself. This innate trust, mm-hmm. innate safety, and like there are so many bombs. I'm like that was so good because, and I love that you say I hold the vision. I don't sink down to where you're at because then what good does that do? For me to meet you at your level of self-pity and sorrow, because we all have it.
1: This isn't a uh, but like why would I'm I a terrible that? coach if I do that? I'm an introductory. I'm a terrible coach if I do that. Like I should not yeah. be in this space coaching. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's so good. And I think this
0: is the most important reason that I wanted to invite you on here. I think because really you're the first fitness coach I've had, but it's this reason alone. You speak to the why underneath the desire that everyone who comes to you has to lose weight. You get underneath that superficial to tone my body and like sexy and a swimsil into deeply rooted emotional blocks that they are trying to overcome or feelings that they're really trying to cultivate, which is obviously a big part of my work. But how then do you coach clients through this? And how does that make such a huge difference in their ability to see results when you can double-click into that like Okay, really no. though,
1: <laughs> why? Oh, yeah, baby. It's, it's so, that's so juicy. That's so good. And you know, that's the most rewarding aspect to coaching. It's not this super superficial BS stuff. Like, you know, one of the things, if, if someone's going to come to me and say they want to start their fitness journey, I'm like, cool, that's freaking awesome. Let's go. Like, why do you want to do this? And then they'll be like, Oh, you know, I want to lose weight. I want to, just like you said, I want to feel good in a bikini. I love that, dude. That's freaking awesome. But like, that's also very superficial. Like, how can we get a little bit deeper here? Like, let's talk about really, why do you want to do this? What are you struggling with so hard right now internally that are unspoken that make you fall asleep at night and you can't fall asleep because it's on top of your mind and, or that you're writing inside of your journal and you wish that you felt better about these things. And it's just unspoken. So like, tell me about that. And that's right there, how like, I will create this, just, I feel like what connection that goes beyond, um, you know, what I feel like is in the fitness space right now, which is just like, here's a PDF, here's a workout app, here's all this stuff. And this is what we coach all our coaches on too, as well, inside of Warrior Babe how to get there, how to how to unpack what this woman is struggling with. And so what I like to do with clients and what we coach our coaches to do is active listening. So let's say they join Warrior Babe and they get onto an onboarding call with one of our coaches. I have coached our coaches to just shut the F up. <laughs> like let the client just share what she's struggling with and you actively listen To the stories that you're hearing, the limiting beliefs that you're hearing, the excuses that you're hearing, the things that are just going to, the things that she's tried in the past that haven't been successful. Why haven't they been successful? So I use a why, how, what, tell me more framework. Mm, So good. It's beautiful. (laughs) Tell me more. It's beautiful. And then tell Tell me me more. more After that. Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> tell me more about that tell me why you're struggling with that why didn't yeah. this work why do you think it didn't work even oh. though the plan mapped out for hundreds of people and it worked but why did not it work for you right right so it's I just I get I'm so I'm like a child like I forever am a child and I in a way of meaning like I'm so curious I will curiously ask you questions that like, maybe you've probably never been asked before in your life, just to understand you more. Like I look at when I would onboard a client and be like, who is this other human on the other end of the computer right now that I need to get to know deeper than probably she knows herself. Mm. And then that's that's how, (laughs) and that's how I would try and, you know, that's, that is how I would get to the why. And that's how I would, um, help them, you know, break through those things that they, that they probably wouldn't even know they're struggling with until I ask these questions to be honest.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then, like you said earlier, giving them the space to come to their own conclusion, because if you tell me that I need to lift less weights, I'm like, get out of here. What are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> right? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, a and, a here. <laughs> and then if you're like, no, really actually rest and recovery is this. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my gosh, maybe this is why. And I start to create the whole mapping in my system of how I've been over exerting myself and under prioritizing, rest, whatever, right? Like take this right. in tangible forms for any metaphor in life. You can't tell your partner that they need to do X, Y, Z. Your partner has to come to that conclusion, but you can lead. You can lead. And there are so many coaches out there. And I love I love the uh, abundance of humans that desire to serve and support, but the key to a powerful leader is being a, an embodiment of your work, being mm. the student first going first, being the activist behind every single thing that you recommend to your clients to do. Right. And you're really amazing at this and how, okay. So let me ask you this. How do you coach yourself through the times where you find yourself being hard on your body or judgmental or inconsistent? Oh, that's a good question.
1: (laughs) You're like, damn it. That's so good. You just slipped it on to me. Dang, really. (laughs) Um, It just came through. Yeah. You know, that's so funny because I experienced this last week in terms of like being really tired and I switched my routine and working out in the morning. And I know that it serves me throughout the rest of the day to not have to worry about, okay, at four o'clock, I have to go get my workout in. So in the morning, you know, you always get this would be more of like a how do I handle um, you know, not not about to not show up for myself. And it, it's kind of, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. But I laid in I laid in bed last week and I had the opportunity where I could just not get up, I hit the snooze button, right? And that's been something I've been working on too as well. But this little voice in my head was like, You're a little bitch if you don't get up. <laughs> You're like, I was like, oh, "There she is." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, "Damn, I'm a little, okay. little
0: bitch."
1: <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I, well, shit." And then, and then it just spirals from there. It's like, "Yeah, yeah you are if you don't get up." You and then, and then my my mind just starts racing, right? So I'm up. Um, but going to more of like the imperfections of my body. So this is something that I struggled with a little bit in the last month because I was freezing in the process of freezing my eggs, and I had to inject my body with hormones. And I mean, that right there, you know, you're bound to, to feel bloated, to, um, to feel like you're gaining weight in the process. And there was points where I was just extremely bloated and something that was just going on inside of my head was just reminding myself that this is only temporary, right? This is only temporary. It's, um, it's. It's not forever. You have the discipline, the consistency to be able to kick yourself back into gear when all of this is finished. Mm. And so just kind of surrendering in that moment, rather than trying to beat myself up, rather than trying to, you know, go down the rabbit hole of like, well, you know, you should go do an hour of cardio because X, Y, and Z, which isn't even rational, doesn't even make sense. Like it's just a phase I'm going through, like with all that. And once I just surrendered to those things, it's just like just like poof, gone out of my brain, and I just was like more present to the fact that like this is just something I'm going through, and I will be able to bounce back afterwards. Um, or even like for women that maybe not going through that, but maybe struggling because they just got had a weekend and right they just went off the 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 normalcy of whatever they're trying to do Monday through Friday with eating right and working out, and so you went a little extra on the weekend. And it's like, dude, you cannot fix anything in the past. Like why even waste your energy to be like, I fucking suck, you know, this, that, and the other. Like, why did I do that? It's like, you're just wasting energy that you could just in that moment, instead of wasting it on that thought process, be like, okay, well, I have the opportunity to fix today, tomorrow, and the next day. And then I already feel the weight of the pain from that weekend. So I'm going to come into the next weekend just tackling it a little bit better. And that's all it has to be, a little bit better. Do you have to be perfect? No, but it can just be a little bit better. Mm. Oh,
0: thank you for sharing that vulnerability because this is something that I wanted to ask you. And it's such an important piece because we do have an emotional time of month as women, right? I know for me, like clockwork, two weeks of the month, I feel empowered and confident in my body. And the week before my cycle, everything changes, chemicals drop, hormones come online. And there's like this dump release. And I look in the mirror and I literally see a different human. And you kind of answered my own question and I have that inner voice too. We all do that inner critic, that inner ego. I named her Stella so we can separate ourselves because Stella nice. is not a part of me. she is just this drunk monkey that comes online and she starts to communicate and judge me when I'm vulnerable. <laughs> but you know oh, I love that It's like that is the recipe, babe. It's like to be able to identify rather than observe like take yourself out of the sensation because when you go in, for instance, when I go into this emotional, turmoil where I'm looking in the mirror and I see a reflection of what is not true, right? And I start to judge my body and I feel bloated and I'm looking and I'm pinching and I'm doing the thing. What's happening is I'm allowing that sensation to take over my body. And I'm identifying as insecure, as bloated, as overweight, whatever it is that that I am blank statement is telling myself. So when we can actually like name her name, that girl that comes up every week, every month in the midst of a hard weekend or whenever it is that comes up and she wants to judge and begin to create some space because we just know that that's our internal ego. And she really is coming from protection. And we could do a whole nother episode on that. She really is coming from a loving space. And I know it's really hard to understand, but if you can create space and, and observe, right? Like, okay, here, I always say like the data versus the drama, right? Like the drama is like, oh my God, I've had a horrible weekend and I've gained 20 pounds and I look horrible and nobody loves me. And all of a sudden we're like 10 years down the road alone and single. And it's like, how did we get there? And the data <laughs> is just like, okay, I had a weekend a little bit off track. The data yeah. is okay around this time every single month. I have these tendencies to be really hard on my body. So looking at the data, like, could I separate from the the drama just a little bit and start to observe and witness what's really going on? And then just remember that this is this is habitual. This is my body communicating with me. And if I can create some space and observe what's around me, rather than just engulf myself in the experience, I'm going to have a way better time of regaining control over my current reality. And I think that's Mm -hmm. like, that's where we, we, we slide into that slippery slope of, of self, you know, comparison, self-abandonment, frustration, inner critic judgment. And then we just want to lay in bed all day and do nothing because we've been paralyzed by this this sensation that overcomes us and I think you just said that perfectly it's like whew, I'm not a failure I had a weekend like can we exactly. take some, some, can we take some space for ourselves
1: yes exactly I love that what you just said the especially with the identification and the observing just being an observer of your thinking and yeah. like don't identify with it yeah that's so powerful so good
0: um okay next question you talk a lot. I think you just had a reel on this. That's why it just came top of mind, but you talk a lot about habits versus restrictions. And Mm that's like, beautiful mindset shift, because I know that the restrictive mentality is so detrimental to our health. That's something that I experienced in my own eating disorder, right? Like telling myself, I couldn't have certain things. And then guess what? All I thought about was the certain things. And then when the certain things came into the light of sight, I ate the whole thing. And then there was guilt, shame. So how do we shift back into alignment with our goals and really shift our identity, who we are versus that internal need to like stay on track or be restrictive
1: Oh, yeah. Well, first off, what you just said, it's like, if you tell somebody not to eat something, it's like me telling you not to think of a pink elephant. Are you thinking of (laughs) a pink elephant? I had a
0: podcast interview yesterday and he used this on me. I'm like, wait, I totally just pictured the pink elephant. And in animal form too, every time. I'm like, that one that I can eat with the sprinkles? (laughs)
1: Oh my God, that that one? one? (laughs) Yes, yes, I think that's like I forget who it is, Tony Robbins, or somebody that's uses funny. that. You're
0: gonna get this back to back. Don't think of the pink elephant, y'all. I told you
1: yesterday, I told you all. yes. Don't think <laughs> of the pink elephant because you know, if, if you t- if I tell you not to eat Oreos, I'm gonna want to eat Oreos. Like, shit yep. like it's inc- incredible. Yeah, um, uh, now I forgot what the question was. Know, uh, the <laughs>
0: habit like breaking a ha- or creating okay. a habit and identity versus feeling like we have to restrict.
1: Right. Okay. So yeah, that's so good. And so juicy. So going back to the uh, vision, like I, I love this is one thing like, if I was ever to speak on anything, I love think, having people think about who they want to become. Um, and I use it in terms of fitness, like, okay, you are where you are right now. You're obviously struggling with trying to lose some weight. There's some bad habits have gotten you to this arena of where you're at with your body and how you feel, whether that be going to McDonald's, whether that be going to Starbucks and getting all the sugary stuff, whether that be not eating, whether that just be not paying attention to the things that you need to, you've engulfed yourself in these types of habits. Um, now then I would say, if think about the person that you want to become, that person is obviously not going to mcdonald's not getting all the sugary drinks uh has a different approach to the habits like working out and choosing choosing to eat healthy right and so in that process it's pretty bumpy it's not uh, it's not just a straight line like this it's definitely like an up and down thing but james clear in atomic habits he explained it so freaking well uh that it's like peeling back the layer of an onion and so the first layer of the under, I think is like the outcomes that you're focused on is just surface level stuff. And then the second layer is developing the habits that are going to serve that human that you want to become. And then the core is the identity, mm-hmm. right? So if I had to use my own journey along the way, it's like, I struggled with not knowing what to do, eating all the wrong things. Sugar was my victim. <laughs> I loved sugary things. I loved candy. Um, and I had to make a choice to change those habits um, because they didn't serve who I wanted to become. They didn't serve. And they had, it was more so that they had control over me rather than me having control over them because I still love sugar right now love it so much um, and still incorporated into my day, but it doesn't control me to where like, I just want to eat a whole bag of Smarties. It's like, okay, cool. I just need like one or two, maybe not even at all, because now they're just kind of gross to me, to be honest. I'm kind of laughing
0: that Smarties is your thing. I'm like, who eats a Smartie? Oh my God. <laughs> What's
1: was so funny is I used to work at Hollywood Tans in high school. And there's a picture of me on my Facebook with literally an entire bag of Smarties in front of me. I didn't even know you could buy them in bag form. Like, okay. Amazon Prime? yes um so really yeah it's like you gotta it's really important to identify who you want to become because you have to think about how that person is acting and you have to think about that person, what that person is doing what is she saying what is she wearing what is she eating how she's showing up every single day and it's going to be drastically different than what and where humans are when they're just starting their journey right now. Mm-hmm. And so along the way, you have to remove habits. I want to remove them all, but I would start to instill better ones, right? If you don't drink water. Okay. Let's start with again, like halfway, maybe 64 ounces of water, as opposed to 128, 128. Right. Um, and then, you know, along the course of, I would say my eight years, it's like, now I can look, this is just part of my identity now. It is literally a part of my lifestyle. Like people that at the beginning will struggle to try and figure out how to eat right. Or they will struggle to find the time to work out. It's like, I make the time to eat right. And I make the time to go work out. Uh, Because if I don't, it screws me up. It's like, I'm out of alignment with myself, Um, and then I had that little voice in my head. It's like, why aren't you doing all the things? And you just start to feel yucky if you're not. So along the course, again, it's not like something that just happens over time, but along the way, you'll break old habits, you'll form better habits. And soon enough, as you continue to engorge yourself and engulf yourself, and you know, that's the right word in these new habits, it just becomes a part and you just compound. You're just doing it over and over and over again. You've gotten to the core of the onion and it just becomes your total identity at that point.
0: So good. I think it was in church where they told the story of a man who was overweight, like 200 pounds overweight. He said, I just, I, he became a man who goes to the gym and he'd go to the gym for five minutes every day, five minutes. He just five yes. minutes. And then he lost like yes. hundred pounds in a year. It was some, it's something really amazing. Like, right. He's like, I, can I say anything. He's like, I'm going to show up in this identity. This is who I am. And then he shows up in this way and he has this beautiful result because he shifts his identity. And I think that is like the first layer of everything. Like the habits and patterns and beliefs and the why will come, but like the shift of the identity from like this kind of person who's scattered, doesn't have time, et cetera, et cetera, into the person who is like, I am a healthy person and I prioritize my health and vitality because it makes me feel good in all areas. And just saying that again and again until those muscles in your body and your subconscious start to get on board with that. So yes, yes.
1: yes. You just took it a level deeper. Yes. (sighs) All the subconscious right
0: there. Yes. So love that. I love, and I've loved this. I, all of these have been so beautiful. Thank you. And the mindset shifts and just the identity shifts, but I do want to get into some of the science because you're so knowledgeable on this. And I know that the women listening are like, give me some like science facts about like, when well, you mentioned protein and that being one of the most important intake macronutrients, because it's true. I've witnessed this as I've upped my protein, I feel less hungry. I have less cravings. I feel more like strong, actually leaner. Like I feel like leaner and a little more snatched if you will, Um, so you could speak on, but also maybe just like take me through your day. Like how do you prioritize caffeine on an empty stomach or what what does your day look like and how have you figured out for a female body that really helps support internally? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, I think I got, I'm pulling out a couple of things that are popping straight up in the brain. Um, First, like what I have, kind of always uh been against is fasted workouts specifically for women right because so here we go you did that this morning <laughs> I'm <gonna> Buckle in. <laughs> i'm so excited you know what's funny and actually nobody knows this yet these last two weeks that i've yeah these last two weeks that i have been working out in the morning i have been personally using myself as an experiment to uh work out fasted just so that I and I've done this before and then like embodiment of the work <laughs> yeah exactly i am for sure um but i nobody knows this yet uh but i wanted to just uh, see the difference again between fasted and eating especially for us women like guys can do this no problem i was right. i ran into somebody in the hallway and they were like yeah i work out fasted i'm like yeah cuz you're doing and you totally can but when it comes to us it's our hormones right it's it's the fluctuation of our hormones when we are fasted our cortisol goes through the freaking roof in the morning and you know what cortisol is it is our number one fat storing hormone so you, it's like an uphill battle if you're working out fasted and that you're you're this all these things are being elevated so we <laughs> <I'm> just <kidding. laughs> I <let> you <laughs> okay <laughs> never again just kidding this is it just it can be something small I'll I'll share a little like something meal wise early in the morning because I know a lot of people are gonna be like oh Nikki I can't eat early in the morning I feel like I'm gonna throw up yeah I totally get that but it's just like training the body right of course it's your body's used to that you have never eaten before you worked out so you have to do something different. And so, yes, the first couple of days you are doing that Sure, you might feel like you're going to throw up. It's okay. You're okay. Your body just needs to shift. (laughs) It needs to get used to now having some food in your body to then go and do the lift. So something else I've noticed in my own personal experiment in the last two weeks is I don't have nearly as much energy as I know. And I know it's probably the fluctuation of trying to get used to the AM where I used to work out in the PM but I allowed it to go for, you know, nine, 10 days. And I'm still like, where am I going to find the strength? Right. When am I going to tap into the strength? I feel like I'm tapping in extra hard right now. And, uh, and I feel very flat So meaning like when I go work out, usually I can see my muscles getting nice and pumped, right? The blood flow is getting into the muscle when I have more food in my body because they're working together to go feed the muscle, right? And to help to repair the tissues that I'm breaking down because when you're working out, You're breaking down the fibers when you have a meal pre or meal post, or in the next 24 to 48 hours, those, that food is going into the muscle to help, help build it. So you're not, I always say you're not building muscle in the gym. You're breaking it down. What happens outward inside of your next 24 to 48 hours is what, by what you eat and how you hydrate and how you rest is how you're going to build the muscle. Um, so Yes. I was using myself as an experiment and I am not getting as pumped. I don't have, I, there's not enough blood flow going into the muscle and I just feel so much freaking weaker. Like I cannot lift what I normally would be able to lift. So again, hormones, being able to feel the, the muscle in an appropriate manner to go in when you're in the lifting state in the morning. Um, so that would be something that I would say to, that I've noticed um, to answer your question, then there was something else too, but maybe if you re circle back to the question, I may be able to pull it back out of my you brain said
0: ideas of little things that you could eat before going. So they don't have to be yes. meals.
1: Yes. Um, so you could just down a little bit of a protein shake, right? It could be a uh, protein powder and like a banana, um, or you could do a protein shake and a and, a, and rice cakes. Um, there's another one that's popping my brain, but it's just, I can't see it as clearly. Um, any type of fruit, any type of like a very light and you can go and yeah. work out with a little bit of protein. Um, that'll be very beneficial for you, for you lifting. It can be within 20 minutes before you go and lift. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I have to wait an hour. It can be like right before you go downstairs, right before you go to the gym or wherever you work out in your home. And then as long as you have that food in your body, you're going to feel so much stronger and You're going to feel so good.
0: So is it my brain can put it there. That's okay. Both of our brains are a little out there today. Is it the same fasting, working out fasted as it is drinking caffeine right away without eating anything because you're upping those cortisol levels. Cause I've been dabbling in that. Cause I wake up and first thing I do is go get coffee. Like I I romanticize Mm -hmm. my whole coffee making process, but I've been trying to put protein in the coffee so that there's actually some substance, but I'm like, this is probably why I have gut issues is because I go straight to my coffee that I'm obsessed with. And I'm trying to create some space between that or like athletic greens before or something. But I imagine that's a similar sensation, right? We're upping those cortisol levels right away in the morning before we've actually given ourselves a chance
1: yeah, I know that Huberman. I don't know if you know Huberman. Oh, yeah. Um go, yeah, he goes into this pretty pretty uh way more extensively to wait like 60 to 90 minutes post waking up before you have that caffeine. I'm the same way though, girl. I, I wake up 15 minutes later, my Starbucks in hand. Uh, um 15 so- minutes, I'm like five six. <laughs> i roll out i roll out and crawl <laughs> that's awesome um i don't have too much i can personally i think it's just totally different between like everybody and there's not too much science back behind it Yeah. um but i know that there's like the troughs and the peaks of how your energy would uh would differ from what huberman has talked about with the 60 and 90 minutes um I feel like I'm solid though, personally, like my, I I, I don't know if it's just because my personal energy is always super freaking high or if it's just from the caffeine, but I feel like I'm good throughout the rest of the day, maybe by like three or four o'clock, maybe I'm like dipping. So I don't know that that whole scientific thing is pretty interesting, um, but I don't know too, too much about it in relation to caffeine. Okay. And
0: it's another one of those things. It's like, just try it on for your body, right? If you find yourself drinking a cup of coffee in the morning and then your anxiety shooting out of the roof, well, that's something to look at. for sure. If you Um, have a cup of coffee, the caffeine sits with you. Well, beautiful. I mean, I know that there's so many, like we can find echo chambers for anything. Caffeine is horrible for us and it's going to kill us. Caffeine is great for us. A cup of coffee a day is no problem. Like you'll find an echo chamber. Trust me, Google what's in your favor. And there's 18 articles on it. So it's, I think it really comes back to what is true for me and my body what feels good and it's just that intuitive practice and this is like I mean look at me I'm starting to smile because I'm like (laughs) I just want everyone to come to and that's what you do too in our own really beautiful ways of doing it is like the same thing coming back into the intuitive knowledge and connection to the mind and body creating coherence into the heart to be able to listen and attune and pause and ask like what do I actually need? That is one of the hardest things. I'm like, oh, I know what I need. I need. And then we just get in this robotic cycle and all of a sudden we're like, totally have overridden our nervous system, burnt out, defeated, fatigued, all the things. So it's just yeah. coming into that unique blueprint that we have.
1: Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. Love that.
0: Oh, this has been one of the funnest episodes that I've ever recorded. I've like never laughed and thrown stuff around. I think I like almost <laughs> put <my> computer out. <laughs> you, awesome. since the first time I met you, I'm like this girl. We have so much in common. I love the way that you again lead from embodiment, from your own knowledge, from your own practices, the fact that you are doing a case study on yourself through fasting right now just goes to prove and show that you are a woman that is like, I will go first and then I will bring the wisdom to my clients. I will never just throw something at a client that I haven't yet embodied or, or done myself. And so I just want to honor you in that you're such a powerhouse of a woman. You've created such a beautiful way for women to come into your space through leading other coaches and women or having other coaches and women to help operate and run everything that you do. And it's, it's inspiring and I love it. And I'm just, I know every woman in your space feels that gratitude for you and your accountability and your, leadership. And I'm so grateful that my listeners were able to dabble in that. And I just invite them if they are struggling in any area, health, fitness, nutrition, like this is your girl. This is your girl. Nikki is your girl. Go, <laughs> go run. Don't walk. Is that what they say. Maybe sprint if you, have, if you have it in you, if you have your coffee in you. And, and yeah, just get over there because it. again, it's like we all feel so much better in our bodies when they're when they're functioning at their optimal level and when we have the energy levels and we can even get through the mental fog to be able to listen to our intuition because sometimes we have so much noise and clutter up in our brains and in our hearts and in our circumstances we can't even think about attuning to the health and vitality of our bodies but sometimes that's where we have to start for those other things to get online. So thank you for all that you do. I just adore you. I love you so much. Where can everybody find you? Where can they lead into you? And you have a podcast as well.
1: Yes, yes. First of all, thank you. Yes. Wow. All of that. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. I appreciate that. And so well received. Um. Yes, everyone can find me. I chill. I hang out on Nikki at Nikki Stott, and I spell Nikki weird. It's N-I-K-K-I-E-Y. Your Um, mom spells it weird. You
0: didn't spell it weird, right? Oh no,
1: I picked that in sixth (laughs) grade. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh yeah. Wait, wait. wait, We have to pause. (laughs) Hold on, everybody. I got it. No more in sixth grade. I love. Yeah, I was like, I don't
1: want to be. I don't want to be like the other nikki's that spell it N-I-K-K-I. I -I. I want it to be different, and I want to be unique. And, uh, like, all right. I, you know, no, my mom, I don't even think things that even think she had an option. It's not like legally changed. It's just what I have. I've written on all my school tests I've written and, you know, I, I use my legal name, which is Nicole and they spelled okay. that one weird. Um, but I, yeah, no, but when I was in sixth or seventh grade, I, and what I really wanted to do is I wanted to why in my name, <laughs> so, <laughs> For the signature, the aesthetic. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, I changed it. I started with N I K K I E and I was like, no, no I want a Y. And sorry, I added a an Y. And now it's just Nikki. I
0: love that. I mean, I'm going to throw an extra I'm going to be a B R I T T L I E from here on yes. out.
1: <laughs> yes. So, yes, make sure you guys spell it right if you want to come hang out with me. Instagram is my main thing. And then, yes, the Macro Hour podcast. We're top 20 in the fitness space right now. We have over like 140 thousand downloads and it's only been birthed since january which is pretty cool Mm -hmm. and yeah so we can hang out let's have some Uh, fun (laughs) thank
0: you babe. thank you so much for this episode there was so much just golden nuggets and truth and vulnerability and like knowledge that people can lean into i'm excited to air this one i'm excited for all that's to come for you and warrior babe and we will i'm sure have you on again sometime in the future as we evolve and cross paths and hopefully get to meet and squeeze in person but until then i hope that you enjoyed this episode please like rate share comment slide into the dms of nikki and myself let us know what your takeaways were. If you want to expand on anything, I'm sure she's available to, to elaborate on anything we touched on today and let us know you're here. You're leaning in and listening. This is conversational. We want you a part of it. So we are so grateful to have you have an amazing rest of your week and we will see you next week.
1: See you guys.